Hi, this is Lydia Cornell. I'm with my co-host Darlene Sperlaza, and this is God Shots in December, December 23rd, two days before Christmas. And we're going to discuss financial God Shots today and a few other gems that we've come up with this week, experiences we've had, passing through life, and enjoying life. And remember, a God Shot is an uncanny moment of synchronicity that points to something bigger in life. Is it proof of God or is it simply a coincidence? You decide. Darlene, welcome. How are Hi, you? Hi, Lydia. I'm good. Hi. I'm good. Merry Christmas. How are you? Merry Christmas. Good. Getting ready for the holidays. I'm trying to order a gluten-free pecan pie from the Southern Georgia Baking Company. And it's going to come in a big dry ice pack. So ordering pies nice. like crazy. Yeah. Not doing a lot of baking, though. Did you? I put my tree up finally. It took me all this time. I usually put it up a month earlier, but it's up. So I'm happy. That's awesome. Yeah, I think this year has been a little bit odd for most people and decorating, doing cookies. Try I mean, th this whole year has been a very odd year and I think it's climaxing right now. I mean, we got good news that there is like a vaccine on the horizon for this horrific, you know, virus that's been going around. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, you have a lot of people that have had a lot of hardship with loss of jobs and closing of businesses. And so this Christmas brings, um, a lot of different elements to a lot of different families. So I hope that as we discuss our God shots today, that people can see that we always have hope. There's always, always. Hope. even when, in fact, probably when the days are the darkest, there's hope. And you know, I want to share this God shot that's happening actually this Christmas here locally for, for, for me. Um, I do a Bible study at my house and there's about 12 of us women that, that participate in this usually twice a month. And um, we, we donate. When we come together to, we call it the table, which is where we meet at and we do Bible study and talk about God and we pray for people and intentions that have been given to us and talk about things. Um, and I've always been taught that when you're talking with God, you give to God. So we have a basket in the center of our table and we come together to pray and do Bible study. We always donate money all year long. And then at the end of the year, we usually give to some people or a person or whoever may be needing it. And we collect, we collect quite a bit. I mean, like $1,500, $1,000 for I me, mean, 12 little, little women sitting there doing a Bible study, right? Which is oh, that's nice. great. Yeah. Yeah. But so this year it was really interesting because um, a member of the community here knows that we do Bible study and we help out at the end of the year. So I got a phone call and she was telling me that there was a woman. So there's a grandmother a mother and two children that live in a home that have had addiction problems, the two, the two women. Um, so needless to say, work has been hard. Their food stamps got messed up during this COVID situation in the past quarter. And basically they weren't going to have, they weren't going to have a Christmas because there was just no money for them to do that. And so they called me and asked if we would like to help. And the outpouring to that family they are going to have the best Christmas ever. Like they're having their Christmas dinner delivered from a restaurant around here. Um, enough for probably having a ham and a turkey and all oh. of the dishes. And <laughs> I love it. For the, I think it was a three-year-old, a seven-year-old and a 12-year-old. Gifts were purchased for the kids anonymously sent to their house. I mean, they have been overwhelmed with kindness and goodness in a time wow. of need. And from a little small mill town, which as everybody knows, still mills are not real popular nowadays. So everybody's yeah. hurting financially, but 
it was such a God shot that that woman reached out and we were able to reach our hand back and give to oh. hurting, you know? And I just believe that the goodness of people still exists. Totally. And we hear so much negativity on the news and it's like, really, there's still some positive things happening out there. There's so always more good than bad going on in the world. We just focus on the bad because in the news, by the way, news headlines are supposed to say, it, if it bleeds, it leads. They only want to put the negative stuff because that is a hundred, it's an old story. That's what news is about. It's supposed to be the rare thing, but it's becoming the, the most common thing now it seems to be bad news, but that's not really true. People right. are always holding the door for each other. People are always letting each other go in traffic. People are always giving to each other. There's a lot more good in the world than bad. I agree. I, that. I agree, but it seems like sometimes people get so down that they can't see that, you know? And yeah. I'm really, I, I really try hard every day to ask my higher power to speak through me, to help somebody that may need me, um, to do the next right thing, to do his will and not my will. Right. And sometimes I have to check myself because, you know, I get caught up in wanting to do my thing and um, his thing's always better. Yeah. And I call his thing love in action. And when I go to recovery groups, I always say, what, is, what can I do for someone else to get out of my own self-centered fear, which is the only thing actually preventing me from happiness is my mind stuck in self-will run riot or, you know, selfish motives. And um, I add this quote I heard from this great philosopher. I think I've told you this. The great philosopher, Russell Brand, who said, all my suffering is a, is a result of thinking about myself too much. When I'm helping others, I'm happy. It's very, it's a great balm. Whenever you're into self-centered fear, what can I do for someone else? Just pick up the phone, call someone, cheer them up, encourage them. Send exactly. them, you know, I like to, I like to donate. I've been doing a lot for families and people here and there that I know are in need on a personal level. Mm -hmm. Thank you. What a great thing that you're doing. And so that was, that was a more recent one. And I know that we kind of, and, and the reason that came to mind, because you said financial, and it was just kind of like, I was thinking about the money that we collect. And so it's just maybe sometimes we just throw quarters in, you know, it's just something out of our wallet, but it adds up and it makes a difference, you know, and a financial gotcha I had a long time ago. And I don't, I don't know about anybody else that may be struggling financially right now, but this was a while back and I had three small children, three small boys, and I was a single parent. And I was already a registered nurse, but when you have three small boys that each out of house and home and all their activities, baseball, football, basketball, you know, you can struggle, right? And yeah. I was looking at my bills and I was paying my bills and every single month I was coming up $200 short. Yeah. So I was kind of like, that might not sound like a lot, but when you don't have it, it's kind of like picking and choosing. What are you going to pay? How am I going to do this? Right. So it was back in the day, Lydia, and I, I don't know if you remember this, but it was back when um, people still had a lot of house phones and there was like CP Bell and AT&T and all yes. these phones, right? And they usually had wars, like they were vying for your business, right? And so you would get, you would get these letters in the mail that said, if you switch to AT&T today, you can, <laughs> right? I never wanted to switch because I thought that was too much work. And one day I was just praying about, you know, not having money. I'm like, God, I don't have money. I just don't have money. What am I going to do? I'm $200 short. I, I don't want to have to get a second job. I'm a mom. You know, I was just really praying. And so that comes in the mail from, I, I don't know if it was AT&T. I don't really remember the company it came from. And I open it up 
And instead of it saying, you know, if you switch, you'll get this money, there was an actual check in there for $200. What? Um, yeah. And I looked at the check and I was kind of like, oh, this, this, this isn't for real. Like you can't cash this, right? <laughs> I kept looking at it and I thought, well, maybe you can. So our banks are local and we know everybody that works there, right? Like I'm a very small town. And um, so I take the check and I take it to the teller and I go to put it in my banking account. And I'm just trying to chat her up thinking, don't, please don't look at this because if it's a bonus check. I still want it to go in my account, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and then it clears. There's not a problem. So I have $200, right? Wow. Then the very next month, they send me another $200 check. That went on for eight months. Wow. Did you so switch? I, no. Did you switch? <laughs> <laughs> no. I just kept getting this $200 and put it in my account. But when my finances, when my work gave me a raise and it equaled what I needed, the check stopped. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is so mystical and wonderful. That's such Isn't a nice that? God shot. Totally. Yeah. yeah. When, now, uh, if, if anybody from AT&T is listening to this, that was many. <laughs> well, I've made up the difference. I made up the difference for you because I've been on AT&T for quite a few years. Um, <laughs> I, that is, that is an example of supply meets need, need, need meets supply and vice versa. It is so bizarre how it works. When you put it out there for your need without the fear and, and the begging, but just the acceptance and the gratitude. And actually it's really true that it's always, always happens when you really need something. I was, okay, here's two God shots. Um, do you have more to say on that issue? Before no, we go into we're good. No, we're good. So I had two of those early on. I was, um, well, there's a really astounding one, but this, okay. When I was first newly sober and I had realized so many blessings and kind of, I call them miracles happened through my first big surrender. When I admitted I was, had a problem and I just said, I let go and let God, if there is a God, I'm just going to throw everything into your lap and I'm going to act as if God exists the God of love. And I truly did surrender. And I just decided to walk with faith and trust in the universe and the goodness of the universe. The infinite goodness is what I call mm -hmm. God. And I was going through, suddenly I got a notice from the IRS saying I owe $11,500. Have I told you this one before? No. No. Mm -hmm. I owe $11,500 and they're going to, they're going to put a lien on my bank account right away. And I was going through some financial difficulties with a brand new little baby. And I wasn't quite uh, settled in my life at all. I'd been on this TV series for years and the residuals had run out and I had my IRA, but I didn't want to touch that yet. But that was the problem. I borrowed against it and they were going to find me this amount. To me, that was a lot of money at the time. And um, it was a lot of money, $11,500. They were going to take that money somehow from me. And I just literally said, okay, well, I've had so many miracles happen lately. I'm going to just give it to God. And I got on my knees and I said, it worked for everything else. I'm just going to surrender this. Thank you, God, for helping me with this. Literally the next day, I got a notice in the mail saying they found $12,000 in an old bank account from Wells Fargo. And my oh. middle name, it was Lydia Natasha Korniloff. My, my real name was Lydia Korniloff, but I never had a name Natasha. It was a fake name I picked 
I picked as a child because I love the Boris and Natasha Rocky Bullwinkle cartoon. You may be too young to remember, but I love the name Natasha. And I wish my parents had named me Natasha. And in my, my father was Russian, so I didn't have a middle name. My middle name would have been his name, feminized. Lydia Grigoryevna Kornilova, because he's Russian, Lydia Gregory Kornilov. And I always wanted to be Natasha. So I picked this name Natasha years ago when I had the TV series and I put it on my bank account for some bizarre reason. And I guess it had been collecting interest all these years. And the IRS said, we need uh, the banking. This was the state of California sending me this notice. And they had, they said, please prove that your middle name is Natasha. Do you have a, you need, we need a legal birth certificate or a passport or a driver's license. Well, I didn't have that on my driver's license. But lo and behold, I remembered, I put that name for some bizarre reason on my child's birth certificate, his legal birth certificate. He had just been born two years earlier. And I went, what would make me put Natasha? I put Lydia, Natasha, Korniloff, Cornell, Stowe. <laughs> I put all the names I had in my family on there. And I sent them that, a notarized copy of the birth certificate, my driver's license, my passport, everything. And they sent me $12,000, literally a week and wow. a half later. Now that is weird. Come on. Yeah. I mean, and then they didn't even know lien was taken. And it was like, then they allowed me to do a payment plan. So I got to keep the money. They didn't want the wow. money all at once. They said, okay, we'll take a hundred a month. I got the right person on the phone with the IRS. And I just know that, that God is there when you are suddenly in that flow of divine love and yeah. you let go of the reins and you stop trying to run your own show. So many amazing things start to happen. That's, that's absolutely correct. And you know, you talk about, you mentioned the birth certificate and getting that money so quickly. And it brought tears to my eyes for, for my next God shot about finances. Oh, and that is when my oldest son, um, you know, found somebody and fell in love and decided to get married, married, her mother was deceased. And so her mother had died from cancer at 40. So this young lady did not from 17 years on did not have a mom. Right. And mm -hmm. so I kind of just, when she was stepping into my life and into my family, it was like, now she's going to have a mom, you know, like I just thought I'm going to help with her. So she came and she asked me if I would go dress shopping with her and what an honor, you know? And I said, of course I will. Right. And so we went to the store that she had chosen. It was about an hour and a half drive from here that she had chosen where she wanted to find this designer gown that was present, whatever. So anyway, so we went looking at gowns and she was trying on all these different gowns, right? Mm -hmm. And they, they, I mean, wedding gowns make women look beautiful. So I'm looking at all of them. I'm going, that's beautiful. That's beautiful, right? And then she put on this one that was just stunning, stunning. Mm. I'm thinking to myself, because I don't, you know, what, what, what's that show? Say yes to the dress. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not, saying, I'm not saying much, but I'm just kind of like, okay. So she puts on this one that's absolutely stunning. And um, she looks at the price tag and it was like, I don't know, back in the day, like 1200 and some dollars. That's, you know, that's a lot of money yeah. for a gown, yeah. right? And so she just kind of looked dejected and she goes, no, I am not going to get this one. I, I'm not going to, I can't afford that, whatever, whatever. And I looked at her and I just said, listen, because now this is my son's future wife, right? And I would do anything for my children as we all would. And I was just kind of like, somehow we're going to work this out. Don't worry about it. I said, let's put this one on hold because it's beautiful. I know you love it. We're going to go back home. We're going to come back and, and, and we're going to discuss this and come back, right? Well, I came back home and 
at the time I was married and I talked to my husband and I said, I can't not do this. You know, the poor girl's mm -hmm. been without a mom. I, I really have to give her the money. So long story short, we agreed that we would do that and buy the dress. And so we go back to Youngstown, Ohio, where we're going to get this dress at. And um, before we have lunch, before we go to the store, and she says to me, she goes, something happened. And I says, what's that? And she hands me an envelope because she had been so bitter about the death of her mother, right? Mm. She hands me this envelope. And in this envelope was a check from a bank from years ago, it was seven years old. The check had never been mailed to her, right? Wow. It was money that her mother had started saving for her when she was working in a bank. Nobody knew it even existed for seven years. It was the exact amount of the dress. Oh, I just got tears in my eyes and chills. That is, right? I, I still do. All these years later, I still get chills. It was the exact, and she goes, what do you think? And I just, I mean, I couldn't contain myself. I said, I think your mother just bought your dress. Oh my God, I love that. Right, That's is that not the coolest? Touch. Yes. That is so cool. There, listen, I'm telling yes. you, these things are real. These are true. They the are. world is, the invisible fabric of love that runs this universe is so powerful. The most powerful force on earth is, is I call it God. It's, this fa it's the infinite love and the infinite goodness that runs this world. And that is always there for you. You can key into that or you can choose to, to diss it and ignore it and suffer. Pain is inevitable, suffering optional. That's a Zen thing. I, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Oh my God, that touched me. That was beautiful. I love that. That's yeah. when need meets supply. It's almost identical. And the reason it was the same amount was to show you the proof that it wasn't just an accident. It wasn't just a coincidence. That's right. That's oh, right. I and love it was that. Just, and it was so, I mean, it was so emotional for me to know that that had happened. And I mean, just, it, it, I don't know. So those kind of stories, and I don't understand. I mean, I, my bent is to go towards self-will. I don't yeah. know if this is or most people's are, but it's yeah. like, you know what? We see these beautiful God shots. We know, we somehow intuitively know what we should do. But yet I, I personally oftentimes choose to do the absolute opposite. <laughs> no, me too. <laughs> That's why I write comedy. I write about what an asshole I can be, excuse my language. But I, I, you know, how, why in the world do I pick the hardest way to do something when it, it really, I know better. And I've had evidence of this amazing divine flow, you know, flow like water. If there's a wall, flow like water through the cracks over and under. There's never any real, I think everything, I think with God, all things are possible. And that's actually true. I mean, that's yes. in the Bible, but yes. um, there is no resist our own resistance, our own mental projection of our enemies and the constant harboring grudges. And we build up our own walls. All this is in the way. It's just our mortal thinking, the mortal mind, which is the small, petty human mind. That's beautiful. So what do you suggest? What do you suggest to folks to help them get towards the God entity? Act you know, the, the higher power versus being self-will run riot. How do you get there? When you're in the middle of a crazy meltdown, and a lot of people are right now, and they can't get out of it, they want to pop a pill or take cake or chocolate. Or, there's a million fixes in the world. There's porn, there's TV, there's news, there's bitterness and resentment. I used to be high on caffeine and resentment, you know. But I think stop, take a deep breath, and count 
five things to be grateful for immediately. That's a quick way out of it, quickly. Just look up, go, oh my God, I have my eyesight. You know, I told you I have a friend who has no eyesight anymore. She's, and she's, had to, she's been having to learn to see all over again. And she developed a show called Second Vision. Find mm -hmm. that second vision of, for your life, that second thing. Why is this happening? It deepens you in some way. Um, mainly look at your blessings and then think of what can I do for someone else to encourage them or help them. That gets you out of self-centered fear. It's hard to do that though, unless you feel good about yourself. But I would just say, take a leap of faith and just say, okay, sh uh, surprise me, God. There's a book called God Winks and God Shots came from me having so many of these coincidences as you did as well. We both had these simultaneous coincidences. Right. And I go, what is this? What is this? It's like energy in the universe that I didn't know was there. And what is the state of mind I have to be in to, to collude with that energy, to, to be complicit, to, to enhance it. And it's me being in a state of wonder and acting as if I'm a child again. And I, I take out my old brain and I go, I'm going to act as if I don't know anything except what's beautiful, good, and true. And even Einstein said, goodness, truth, and beauty are laws in the universe. They're incontrovertible law. So it's something to be, to be studied. I think science proves God, to be honest with you. But mm -hmm. I'm on a level of trying to prove it. I, I want people to, to experience these things I've experienced. Because it gave me so much hope. I like a Pollyanna hope. I don't know where this, this came from me being surrendered enough to say, to say show me the way. And I don't know anything anymore. And my old ideas never worked. They weren't working. My best ideas got me in lots of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have yeah. another 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 financial gotcha to tell you. But do you have do you have more to no, share? No, tell. Me? Please share. No. Well, back when I was uh, in my marriage, I had been married. Now this is even in sobriety, I made some big mistakes, which is funny. I made even some of my biggest mistakes in sobriety. But I learned to see them through a different lens, the, the new pair of glasses. Yeah. I began to look at the gifts even in every little mistake I made. And I was married to a guy who was a bit of a con artist and he managed to sort of put all his bad debts in my name and then he went off, ran off. And I was stuck at home at this big house to take care of in Beverly Hills and I still had the kids at home. And one day everything in the house was falling apart. I needed a plumber and a handyman at the same time. And I had one guy I called. He said, I can come over and fix all the things you need. I'll fix your sink. I'll fix that and that. And I said, how much is it going to cost? He said, I don't know until the end of the, the, the session. So he came over. The end of it all, it was like $400. And I didn't have the money at the time. I, I could have gotten it maybe the following week. But I was really between a rock and a hard place. And I'd been looking at things in the garage to sell my son. My son had a brand new trumpet. <laughs> and a couple of musical instruments. I had old violins of my father. For some reason, I, and I was going to put this, this trumpet on eBay, a brand new trumpet worth about $400. And I see it there and I go, I wonder if that plumber, if this handyman has a child that plays a musical instrument. And I just said, hey, do you happen to have any kids? He goes, I have a daughter, 13. I go, does she play any musical instruments? He said, yes, the trumpet. And I went, oh, do you want a brand new trumpet? in lieu of pay, he went, we'd love one. Wow. Because it was the exact, because they were trying to save up to buy a trumpet. And this was a really good trumpet. And so that was it. It was a bartering deal. It was so cool. That's it awesome. Like, what do you have in your house? A pot of oil? You know, you know that, that story? 
Yes, yes, that is very cool. Very, I know. very cool. Like, I love these things because they give me this evidence and I get to go, oh, I need to worry less. Because if I stop worrying, maybe these things will happen more often. And I, I agree with that. I agree with that. And I think, I think that this whole year has, at least for me, has put me in a, a position of question, a position of lack of faith, a position of, okay, God, what's going on? Like, it's been a year already, figure this out, you know? And, um, and so I have to be very careful of that. Uh, you know, even, even because I, I do go to church and I, I do talk to a priest because I'm Catholic by religion. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, he's like, you're here, you're here. So you're not dissing God or trying to be disrespectful. But I think a lot of people are just walking around going, well, will we ever be back to what it used to be like? You know what I'm saying? Have the God shots stopped? Are they still happening? Are they coming as oh. frequently? You know, that type of thing. Well, I think you have to, you have to, action, like faith without works is dead. I think the action part of this, and I had an experience last week I was going to share with you. Um, I was at Walgreens, which, do you have Walgreens out where you yes. live in West Virginia? Yeah. yeah. So I was at Walgreens and I had to pick up supplies and I saw a parking space perfect one right in front right every they were all there was lots of people in the store and there was no parking left there was one there and there was one far away so i go oh there's a parking space and i just start to pull in and a man down the, the aisle had already was reversing out of his space and reversed toward me really quickly like he was going to crash into me and i was going that mother of you know i was going to curse him out and i just went i'm going to park at the other place i'm not going to give him the finger excuse me <laughs> but there's times i've been known to, to be to be a little reactive. And um, I said, parked over there. And then the thought came to me, he's probably having a hard day. I'm going to pray for him. I'm not going to say a word to him. I'm going to do contrary action, which I normally don't. Normally I would have said, how dare you? And I don't usually like to confront people, but I thought I was going to at least glare at him or something. And I get out and I see him as an elderly man, a Hispanic man with a mask. And he looked very nervous and his wife was kind of elderly. And I just went, I said, hi, Merry Christmas. And I walk in the store. Then I'm in line. And I, I, this is how it works. I go to the cashier. And I just said something beautiful to her. I said, Merry Christmas. And I gave her one of my chocolates. I said, she said, I've never tried the mint Kit Kat. And I said, here, take one that I was buying. She went, really? Can I do that? And she says to the manager, she's giving me a chocolate. And then she says, I'm going to give you a $30, off, $30 coupon today. So Aww. it's kind of weird how you pay it forward and you're just kind. And then if somebody gives it back to you, it's that, it's that win-win, right. you know, mm -hmm. you just simply do the right thing. And you stop standing on the garden hose, which stops the flow. We exactly. do our own damage to ourselves, you know? Well, you know what? It's like selfless giving. And um, this is going to be, I mean, it's not necessarily financial, but um Last Wednesday, I was at my son's house. Now they have three children, seven, five, and two. Aww. So right before Christmas, you can imagine that house, like the gifts yeah. and they open and Santa Claus is coming and it's just, the kids are chaotic. They, they, they're just everything, right? And so it was just getting a little bit crazy and you could tell that my son and daughter-in-law were just tired. I mean, they're homeschooling, they've got the kids there, they're trying to do all this stuff. And so I told the kids, I mean, I was tired too. And I thought, oh, I don't feel like taking them out. But I said, I said, you guys want to go for a ride? And they're like, yeah, yeah. So they, I said, get your coat and shoes. So I put him, I get him dressed. 
put him in the car, we get out, we're, we're driving around. First thing we see is Santa Claus riding around on a convertible Mercedes Benz, just driving around town waving. <laughs> So like we found Santa Claus, and they're just like all excited. Right? I and love so it. I Mercedes. Excited myself too. It was worth leaving the house for, right? And then as we're driving, we go past this house, and this house was completely. Uh, did you ever see the Griswolds Christmas with all the lights on the house? You know, I love it. it. Oh my god, I like that. There was so many lights, but it was working to music. Like there was there was a sign in their yard that said, "Turn your radio to one hundred one point three." And when you turned your radio, they were playing um, Trans-Siberian Orchestra music, and these lights were all working with the music, and it was the most beautiful thing. And so we sit there, and my grandson was taking pictures of it. He was like, oh, Gaga, this is so awesome. Like, I just love this house. And they were so excited, and they had such a joyful thing. We're leaving there. This is, I, I swear to you, leaving there, and the next thing I know, I see fireworks. Now, I'm going, there's fireworks. So we're chasing them. We get to the high school. We get to see this most magnificent, it was like a 4th of July firework display. And they were so excited and yelling, you know, and just clapping. And there was nobody there but us. And turns out that our city, instead, because they weren't allowed to have a parade because of COVID, so instead of having the parade, they discreetly put up all these fireworks. And I, and I thought about it, Lydia, and I'm like, there's the selfless giving. I took them to allow two other human beings to have a break, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Speaking of them, I got gifts beyond imagination, seeing all of the stuff I just described to you versus just being selfish and saying, man, I'm glad I'm not you and leave the house because I didn't have to stay. <laughs> and Thank so God. from the time I brought him home, mom and dad had had a glass of wine and they were chill. And the kids were all happy and excited to take their baths now. And it was just really an exciting night, you know? Oh, I love but that. It, but it's selfless giving. You have to say right. yes when you really don't feel like it sometimes, you know? I have a friend. I have a good friend who does this thing where she donates her time. She was so sweet to me when I was raising my boys. Um, she would say, honey, I can't give money, but I'm going to volunteer to babysit once a month for you. Or pick up grocery, do anything you need. I'm doing. She does that with all her friends. It's like the most beautiful thing I've ever heard of. Really, it's just like what you need the most, really. So I started doing that with my other friends who really need help, and they have an adopted boy. God, they had a miracle story with the little boy, um, a little girl and a boy, and they're really stressed most of the time with financially. So I always say, look, I'm going to give you an anniversary gift. I'm going to babysit. I'll spend the night if you need me to, or I'll come over, you know, I'll do this. I've done that several times during the year for them. I think that's something we could do. Even if you don't have money to give people, you cannot volunteer to help them in some way. That's right. That's you know? right. And I think sometimes when you're doing that volunteer work like that, I think that's exactly what God wants us to be doing. Help each other, love each other, do unto others as you want done to you. I try to always that's keep that mantra with me, you know, and the golden and so rule. Even when I'm tired and I don't want to do it, when I do it, I become energized. You know, because God is the power. He's got he's got all power. Right? Totally. Totally. And what so what does that mean? When you think about God has the power, some people just pray to God and they don't put into action where where they do these selfless deeds or they don't do the kind thing. Mm -hmm. I, I don't get that. I don't understand why you should be worshiping 
a deity that you don't really are act I think walk the walk. I think it's um what did Christ say? Wear the world in a loose garment and be of love and service because we're all connected. We're all yeah. if God is the sun, we're the rays. We're expressing him. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I what agree. does he want? He wants us to love one another, help those less fortunate, help the poor, the widow, the orphan. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Help the other, those ones who don't look like us, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. I wish our nation would trust each other more. Trust is an amazing thing. When you start to trust, you come out of your own little circle mm-hmm. and you start seeing the common humanity, what you have in common. There's so much more we have in common than we have, but we're all in our own little separate clubs politically and our own tribes and our own you know, little churches and we should all be more connected, I think. I agree with that. And I think something like this, I think that where you can come together on common ground, because, you know, I'm not sure, I mean, at least in my experience of what I found, there's not anybody from any different walks of life that I've talked to that haven't had God shots. Now they may not call it that, but I think it's, I think it's a identifier. I think it can yeah. thread through people's lives. And I think that people do want to talk about this. I think some people get afraid of it, you know, yeah. if they've never experienced it before, that it can be frightening to them, like they don't understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other people that are very experienced in it and they get to like a, a higher level, if you will, of intuition and vision and all of that type of thing. And I think that, you know, we can do as humans, we can get as close to that higher power is we want to get, you know, but it's up to us, you know, so. And the only, and what, what lowers you or what, what separates you from that is fear. And, and, and hatred and anger come from fear of not getting what you want and fear of not, of losing what you have. It's like mm-hmm. anger really is just a reaction to not getting what you want. And it's selfishness again. So fear is not really, fear is false evidence appearing real. I love that definition. Yeah, me too. That mm-hmm. acronym. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's really awesome. So, what it's are you doing for Christmas? Then. Anything special? I have um, ordered this pecan pie. <laughs> I'm waiting for these pies. I ordered some gifts for everyone. I'm, I'm going to drop off a stocking and a bag of goodies at my son's garage because he doesn't want to. He lives in Brentwood and he, for some reason, is being very, you know, mom, I can't see you because of the quarantine. I hope he waves to me, but I'm just going through this process with my son. And I did have a gift delivered yesterday, a cashmere sweater from Bloomingdale. He got nice. that. So he bought me a computer last year. I have nothing to complain about, but he's not been very receptive lately about just calling me. But he's 26, has his own life, has his own world. So he went hiking last week, rock climbing. I wish I could see him. That's all I really want for Christmas is to see my son. and. But we're going to have other people over for dinner, and I'm not really cooking anything big. I ordered lots of food to be delivered from Amazon Fresh. Oh, did, oh nice. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, I ordered that. They deliver in those beautiful prime packages, and they seal everything, and they, the cold food they put in these beautiful um, bubble wrap with foil and ice, and dry ice. So they're delivering. The groceries are just, it's, it's a pretty good way to have your groceries delivered instead of going to the grocery store. Anyway. Wow. See, I've never done it. So that sounds interesting. I may have to look into oh. it. Yeah. What are you going to have for Christmas Eve? Are you going to have a roast turkey or steak? You know what? what? I'm doing ham. 
I'm going to do oh. ham side dishes that everybody likes, like different things like macaroni and cheese and green beans and Brussels sprouts. I'm going to make a cheesecake mm. and I've made like 12 different kinds of cookies. I'm like cookied out. <laughs> I can't buy any more. Everything's sold out in the cookie. I used to roll the dough and make the famous cookies and yeah. piping and I can't do it this year. So I bought buttercream frosting. I'm going to put it on everything else. <laughs> I'm going to put it on pre-made cookies. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. but I bought yeah. a case of mint Kit Kat bars for some bizarre reason. I thought I deserve Kit Kats because it's my only chocolate I love is a mint Kit Kats. I've never so had it. <gasps> okay. I got it. Oh, I wish they wouldn't melt if I send them to you. You've got to yeah. try one. You know, I'll have to find them. I, I didn't even know they made them like that. So I'll have to check it out because I do like yeah. mint, but that's awesome. It's a pale green color mint, like a cream mint. It's really good. Well, I'm going to have to try it. <laughs> <laughs> Merry That's Christmas. Awesome. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you too, Lydia. This has been a really good show. I'm really happy to see you, and we're going to do it every week. I hope we can get into New Year's next week. And maybe we should start having, we're going to have guests and callers soon. So this is our beta. The beta means the trial period. Okay. Um, we'll figure out how to have callers and guests and I have about five people I want to interview right away who have all had God shots. Awesome. Lined up. Yeah. And I've got some on this side that are willing too, but I got to figure out this lighting thing. I feel like I'm looking at a ghost, you know? Well, here's what we'll do. I have these, I'm going to show you my lighting setup later. Okay. No way I can show it to you now. Maybe if I could. Well, just what you want to stop this recording? <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank you for visiting. Thank you for coming to our show. We'll see you next week. Thanks. See ya.